Welcome to yet another episode of Otaku Ryoho, our last episode of the season. This is a podcast where we talk about just general psychological themes or themes that we find important to discuss, but we use anime as illustration to make the conversation easier or sometimes even more complicated. <laughs> <laughs> I am Jan Ramos, and I am accompanied by my co-host, Josue Caldona. Hello. And today is our last episode of the season. This is messed up that you you decided to do this in public, but let's do it. <sighs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm. You know what? Talk saying it right now fills me with a, a, a sense of uh, a slight sense of sadness. <laughs> um, but I really wanted to talk about this experience, just like being able to take the space and talk about anime and talk about it in a way that I feel was was in depth that we were able to talk about things about our own life or about philosophical concepts that we find difficult to talk talk about right and sometimes you know using anime as illustration made it simpler to talk about these concepts and sometimes it did the exact opposite right <laughs> sometimes I'm, it I'm curious about those. The, what examples you have of that? <laughs> of of the exact opposite. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I feel sometimes when we used, we had that one episode about ethics, and that 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 episode was complex to say the least. Just like I think that was a user error issue more than anything else. Hmm. <laughs> but I think sometimes we had these sort of discussions where we were like. Hmm, I guess this case specifically makes the discussion a bit more difficult to talk about. Like, um, there was the episode we had on like biological urges, right? And we were trying to use B stars to talk about biological urges, but then we started saying like, but it's different because it's B stars, and that's a specific universe that that has different rules from our the universe that we live in, right? And <laughs> And sometimes we would go like into these deep discussions and then we we would have to go back and say, no, that's Beastars, right? Uh, maybe that's just a world. Um, this is this is fascinating because mm -hmm. I think I think that like every other show of the Geek Therapy Network, what we're practicing is using media as, as illustration, like you said, right? It's like, is it, it's, it's not, it's not, I, I found that interesting that you said like it makes it easier or, or more complicated mm -hmm. because to me, it, I don't really think about making it necessarily easier or more complicated. It's just that we're able to talk about like certain media makes us feel something. Mm -hmm. And then if we take the time to explore those feelings, we can, we can learn a lot about each other and ourselves the world around us, the way, the way we, we, we see things. Right. And, and it, I don't necessarily think that it makes it, I don't know that it's the anime that makes it easier, makes it harder. I think it's the act of, uh, uh reflection yes. and introspection mm -hmm. is sometimes just hard. Um, I really I, agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I feel like we tried to tackle difficult topics. Exactly. And yeah, that's yeah. why it's difficult to talk about. And Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. sorry. No, go ahead. But I really appreciate what you said about sometimes anime sort of like 
wakes a drive to try to understand something or to try to like reckon with a type of experience that then sort of facilitates conversation. And sometimes it's because we have this relationship with anime that it's this sort certain concepts are more readily available to us. Like yeah. perhaps it's, sorry, uh-huh. No, 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 like Beastars just made me uncomfortable, period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think we we took the time to explain that. And I'm, I'm going to have to re-listen to that episode because I don't remember where we ended up. But I just, I just, the show makes me uncomfortable. So talking mm-hmm. about it, I don't think made me any more comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's great because sometimes media makes us feel uncomfortable. And, and that's yeah. part of what media does. It makes us feel things. And yeah. sometimes those things bring back memories of certain experience we we've gone through or or perhaps bring up certain things that are difficult to talk about and that's a great first step to take when we use that anime as illustration right yeah i mean anime is uh, i don't i don't know if it's i don't know if i can actually say that it's my favorite genre i don't know i don't know if anime i don't think anime is a genre but like medium format medium i would mm, say medium maybe yeah like animation uh, is a medium but yeah yeah anime is its own thing anime is like a sub medium within yeah. animation yeah yeah medium is better than genre but it's it's one of my favorite things mm-hmm. and i as as large and as um active and I think pretty pretty great as a anime fan community is. I personally in my life haven't had someone who I was able to share anime with at this deep of a level in a long long time. Mm-hmm. I think that in the first episode we talked about like how you and your brother watched anime and um like I watched anime with my siblings too and I mean, technically, like my dad introduced me to Astro Boy. Like there were certain things that, right, that we talked about and the connection between anime or like, your mom was in love with Astro Boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Her first crush. And um, so, I mean, but I never, I haven't had anybody in a long time. Like when I was in high school, I had lots of friends who watched anime and it just, it's something that it just hasn't happened for me um, in recent times. And, and through Geek Therapy, through the network, I've been able to connect with a lot of people on different things and and including uh, video games, current pop culture stuff like the biggest movies and things like that. And because we were all watching the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I have a couple friends who who like aren't anime, but we never get into the, the type of deep discussion that I like yeah. to do with all my media. And anime is one thing that I'm always, was still in many ways uh, kind of a solitary experience for me because again it's easier to talk about game of thrones when everybody's watching game of thrones right but it's like it's yeah. harder i don't know like anime is just i don't know again it's it's my circle my partner at the time was not like would not watch anime it never went well when i tried <laughs> <laughs> to share anime and uh so i was it was always something that was like more private or personal or individual for me mm-hmm. solitary uh, like I said before. So I've really enjoyed being able to do this with you because we get to react to stuff at the same time. We get to talk about this genre that we like. And I also felt like I had an excuse 
to watch more anime than I've watched in years, in mm-hmm. so many years. Me too. And and now like I've been watching a lot of Naruto just because I was in the mood because I'm watching so much anime and I was like, you know what? I'm fine. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm finally going to do it. I'm going to go in and I'm going to finish this damn thing, yeah. <laughs> which I've started before, but I never did it. And it wasn't so much about like, like, yeah, it's, it's 18 year old show. People are watching it at different times. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it wasn't so much that it was, I don't know. It was something about like feeling comfortable again, watching, watching this much. And I don't know. I don't know. It's something it's like, it's like a faucet opened up. And I was like, yep. I know um, exactly what you feel. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like throughout the years, I, when I was a lot younger, I would watch nothing but anime. And I think yeah. as, as I went to college, I started to stop watching anime because I didn't have the money to pay for the DVDs. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, suddenly, like other mediums became more available to me. And then I got to a point where... I just didn't know where to start to mm. to engage with this sort of fandom all over again, right? Yeah. And I started when I had this one experience with a patient that changed because I knew about the anime that he was a fan of with watch which was Naruto, right? Yeah. And and my relationship with that patient sort of told me woke up in me this that sort of drive of I should watch this again so I can understand that patient better and I started watching anime again but it wasn't until I I started doing this podcast and I was forcing myself to see anime that I would normally not see Mm. that I it, it was like this rush like this sort of like just this desire of, to want to see more and more and consume more and, and just see like the diversity of the stories that anime has to offer. Yeah. Um, which it, it just goes to show that sometimes you just need that little push to, to go with the flow. So as to say, <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm really appreciative of that. Um, and I think, yeah something that you were mentioning earlier and something that I really love about just like the geek therapy community in general and the main concept of geek therapy is that it works as an invitation to have in-depth discussions about media, right? Because if I go to any forum about just anime in general, you're going to have these one or two posts in between about somebody saying how important a, a certain anime was to them and yep. been having a deep discussion. But the great the great majority of them is going to be about who do you ship or like, which is your favorite anime or is there any like cool action anime that I should be watching right now or stuff like that. And just or why having, it's trash. <laughs> exactly. Or why this anime is trash or something like that. Um, which... I've recently had a discussion and read it about that. But um, just like having that, the central invitation to be, hey, let's have a deep conversation about the media that we love makes it so that we can appreciate anime in a whole other level, right? Because we can appreciate those stories for the themes that they're, they're exposing and we can talk about them and see the way that our views differ and the way that our views collide right and i really love that i think one of the best examples of that here we go again is food wars 
So, okay. So I need to know. I need to know. Okay. So, so first of all, I was, I was going to ask this later, but, um, we can bring it up as we go along. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would have never, I don't think I would have watched food wars if you had not suggested it to me. Mm -hmm. And then when you did, and I, I, I ended up watching it and loving it. I haven't, I, I watched the first three seasons and then three or two, three, two seasons. I think I watched the first two seasons mm -hmm. and then uh, when I like we we had the discussion, you're like, oh no, like I can't watch that. I'm a, I'm a I'm a prude, I believe you said. Yes. <laughs> and then I find out you've been watching. Like you're ahead of me now on the show. Yeah. Unbelievable. I'll tell you exactly what happened. <laughs> I want to know. Okay. First of all, mm -hmm. coming into this whole otaku Ryoho thing, mm -hmm. I have my personal preferences of anime, right? I like anime that's very introspective, very slow, very like emotionally wrought, right? <laughs> yeah. When you describe the typical shonen, mm -hmm. it's not something that usually sparks my attention, right? But as I've, as we've been having these conversations, I think that your love for the concept of shonen and how there's always something bigger and something stronger to to surpass mm -hmm. that sort of that aspect of what you love about shonen has sort of rubbed off on me. Right? <laughs> yeah. And I think right now I'm at a period of my life where I'm constantly studying and working, right? Yeah. And watching an anime about somebody who doesn't see a boundary in their skills that always tries to improve themselves. And that's very like hardcore positive sort of like, just like unabashed, just going straight towards something you love. Yeah. It's something that was very necessary for me <laughs> right now at this point in my life. The thing is, I watched the first episode and <laughs> You know, I just couldn't get over it. You know, was it the tentacle porn or was it the uh, was it the orgasms? <laughs> what was it? <laughs> I think it was the, just the whole, whole general concept, right? <laughs> and so it came to a point where you know maybe it's a good anime, you know, but I just can't get over that first episode, and just hearing you just like rave about it. It just, it, it gave me the sort of voice in the back of my head of like, maybe you should give it a chance. <laughs> I don't know. And then I was talking to my wife and we were saying like, hey, maybe we, we, we need a new show to watch when we're eating lunch, right? And we were like, so people seem to really like Food Wars, for some reason. And I was like, yeah, I've, I watched the first episode and I couldn't get over it. And uh, she was like, yeah, I've heard that there's like a lot of etchy humor and stuff like that. And so we, we were so, we were like, okay, we're going to give the first episode a try and we're going to see where that, where that goes off. And remember, I didn't watch the end of the first episode. I, I didn't oh. watch it to the end. Gotcha. I just watched it to where the, the like, the one who was trying the the woman who was trying to like bring the establishment down mm -hmm. started to had her have her like post ingestion uh orgasm mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. yep and so like i paused it there and i was like uh i don't know if this anime is for me but because we were there and we were 
seeing each other's reaction and we were just like laughing at the whole sort of experience <laughs> and feeling extremely awkward about it. Um, we we're like, okay, you know what? Like, it, it's it's a it's it's an anime about food. We can sort of like try to get over the the other parts, right? And we watched the second episode. Got it. And then we watched the third episode. Yeah. And then we watched the fourth episode. That's the order. And then <laughs> we love food and we love mm. to cook, right? Yeah. And as you were saying in, in the previous episode where we talk about this, the amount of culinary science and culinary art that goes into the production of this anime is astounding, right? <laughs> it, it felt like watching Dr. Stone. Yeah. And I was learning about cooking yeah. to the point where I was like, I need to try this out. Is this true? <laughs> like, does this actually work? And I actually made a, a Charlie Pin steak, right? Oh. Um, and I actually try a lot of recipes that they try and a lot of the culinary science. I've tried bathing meat in, in honey to make it smoother. So it it's come to a point where you have this sort of like very emotional, interesting arcs, these fascinating characters. And my love for cooking, just it, I get to learn things with each episode that passes that it just kept me going, even though I still don't like the edgy parts of it, right? <laughs> Oh, and, and now it's come to a point where every time I end cooking and, and I present the plate to my wife, I'm like, grazie, <laughs> and stuff like that. Because I'm like, yes, this is how I have to end each and every time I finish cooking. Um, and, and after the recipients of the food uh, orgasm and moan, you say, you're welcome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I literally just say like, oh, she must. Like, just like the main character. <laughs> But it's that sort oh, of because you're watching it in the sub. Uh, yeah, I'm watching the sub. Yeah, yeah, in the dub, he's like, "You're welcome." <laughs> <laughs> but we're, it's oh, so come well. to a point where it sort of reawakened my love for cooking. Yeah, it, and yeah. at a time where we're like still in the pandemic, we're still like staying at home all the time. I'm already cooking to like um, survive, but now I'm cooking to explore and to just like contribute to my own fandom of this anime yeah and now it's come to a point where i love this anime so much <laughs> it's incredible like we just we love every single character and there's so many characters yeah yeah so yeah. that's something well, i have to be grateful for yeah yeah i'm i'm so i'm so happy to hear that you i mean i didn't push it on you um at first because you i assumed it made you feel uncomfortable so mm -hmm. as funny as i found that <laughs> Because I find the I find the the etchy part of the of the show, I find it funny, like mm -hmm. more than anything else. I'm not laughing like because I feel uncomfortable. I find it I find it so absurd mm -hmm. that I find it. I it's it it is a comedy also, right? It, yeah. And so there is there are very like the idea like the fact that the other characters are aware. It's like oh like his clothes didn't fly off. He must not have loved the yeah. food as much as the previous one. That that kind of ridiculousness I love. I live for that anime comedy stuff. So and it gets that. worse. It gets worse. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, but I, I again, I, I love this. Sh I love the mm. show. It was, it was. Yeah, I love it too. So, but I didn't push it because I didn't. You know, I was like, uh, he, he doesn't like it 
but I'm, I'm, it warms my heart <laughs> to hear you repeat like what I had said about shonen anime, which is like as much as I love the action parts of it, it's not so much the action. It's the it's it's that that shonen trope of like it's an underdog. It's somebody who's training. It's like there's always a harder obstacle. There's mm-hmm. always a challenge, and everybody there's no luck. It's always perseverance, and it's always training. Mm-hmm. It's always the answer, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's always it's always either. Uh, perseverance training collaboration teamwork right like you're upgrading you're doing something and you're always moving up right like you're, you're always moving ahead you're never you're never um you're, there's like an evolution that's that's constant yeah. and I, lo- I love that stuff i mean and and in food wars it's 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 the same idea right it's like he's he 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 was a great cook but he's oh guess what there's other great cooks in the world so for you to be a better cook you need to go fight with the best cooks right? yeah and, and not, not only that but the concept that which he he takes every failure in stride right? yes as he a learning laughs. opportunity you see you see all the other characters like oh you lost this is horrible this is this is the worst and he's like ah yeah i guess he beat me I, I guess I wasn't strong enough right now. I'm gonna find a way to be stronger and beat yeah. you next time. And and just like the way he just faces every single adversity with excitement yep. and sort of like he's interested in every single challenge. It's it's infectious. Yes. And when I yes. go back to study, it's like, you know, I, I carry a bit of that fire with me because <laughs> it, it sort of rubs off on you, right? Yeah. The uh, I've only watched to the end of the dub, which I believe is is only the second season, and that's the season where it ends, um, and he he comes like he, he comes back from vacation or a trip or or no from his internship he comes mm. back from his internship, and he's received an entire box of challenges, right mm. from everybody at the school that's challenging him. So he's like, yeah, let's do it. And then the last episode ends with like a stadium full of people all wanting to challenge him, and he's like, I want. I want to challenge all of you because the more I practice, the better I'm going to get. So bring yeah. it on. It's like, oh man, <laughs> that's so, oh, that's so good. That's so good. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. No, I'm, yeah. And I'm, I think, I think neither of us would have watched that show if it weren't because we're doing this right now. Cause I'd heard about the show, but it wasn't enough. Right. And, and mm-hmm. it's funny because the context in which you presented it to me was for the learning episode. Mm-hmm. And you were like, oh, this show I've heard, like, <laughs> like you can, like, is trying to teach cooking, right? Uh, in yeah. a way. And, and it's funny because it, look at what it ended up becoming for us. It was yeah. something very different. It wasn't, I mean, in your case, I mean, you're, you, it's helping you experiment with cooking. I don't know how much you're learning per se, but it is, you are, um, not because it's teaching you, but because it's, it's opening the door for you to experiment, I think. Yeah. For, <laughs> yeah. At, mean, the, at the same time, like, Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> well, it's not related, but um, I didn't get a, uh, I didn't get excited about cooking, but I did get excited about eating. And <laughs> even that first episode is just a rice dish, mm-hmm. but it looks so beautiful. I hadn't, I had not had any rice in a long time, and then I had like three. I ordered like three different types of rice that week because <laughs> I was like, I need that. I need rice that looks and tastes that good. Um, yeah. There's, there's, I didn't find it. there's one thing that made watching Food Wars very personal for me and my wife. Mm-hmm. And it's as we were watching the anime, we were saying, like, 
you know, Totsuki Academy is like the worst school ever. It's pretty bad. When it's a school that boasts, you know, like we expel everyone. Like Basically. that's that's how competitive we are. We expel absolutely everyone except the best of the best. Yeah. We're like that's that's like the worst school system you can imagine, right? I mean, uh, funny, funny uh, tangent, but uh, I'm, I'm watching Naruto. I, w- I just watched Naruto, mm-hmm. and when they take the tuning exams, it's like ten students get to the end, and they're like, "That's too many." Like some students died getting to that point for mm-hmm. it to get to ten, and they were like, mm, "There's ten of them. That's too many. Let's yeah. have a tournament arc." Uh-huh. <laughs> like, remember, you might die. <laughs> Go for it. Congratulations. <laughs> it's the worst. So, I mean, yeah, I, that one might be worse, but uh, but uh, because you could die, but mm-hmm. um, but yeah, in 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 food wars, it's not that sim- that that different, right? It's like four hundred of you, yeah, expelled. <laughs> but then at the same time, as we were watching it, we both came to the same conclusion, and it mm, was that that's your life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we as we kept watching, we we came to the conclusion that we've never seen a series or an anime express how difficult it is to be in med school yeah, as, yeah. as Food Wars did, right? Yeah. The concept that you are always at the brink of, of, of failing, of being expelled. Like we have every single year we pass through med school, mm-hmm. somebody just uh, left med school. Every yeah. single year we yeah. were in med school. There was there were people who couldn't tolerate it emotionally. There were people who just didn't get the right grades. There were just people who couldn't pass the exams to get to the next grade. Also, and, literally, isn't there a limited number of medical licenses issued each year? Yes. Right. So, like, technically, everybody who's a med student, it's impossible for you all to become doctors. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, maybe over time. Right. Like, but like. If all of you like the the there isn't such a thing as like all of the last years, the final years are gonna graduate and be doctors. It's like, no, maybe, mm-hmm. hopefully. It's just it's frustrating, <laughs> right? Yeah. But yeah. then seeing characters in an environment that is just slightly, you know, more dystopian. Yeah. It it really feels <laughs> contextualizing, right? Yeah. And it really feels like you know, this this sort of anime gets the idea of always being on edge, of always <laughs> feeling like like you're not gonna make it, right? But at the same time, it shows you unabashed just like eagerness to keep fighting. Yeah. Also, to- like you're never good enough, right? And that show, mm-hmm. like it's almost like nobody's ever good enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the other thing that I think makes this this particular shonen different from other shonens to me is that this shonen is about a mental struggle, right? Mm-hmm. Most shonens are about, you know, I have to get stronger, I have to do more push-ups, I have to, you know, train <laughs> under this sensei or something like that. But this anime specifically, it's a it's a psychological mental struggle to always learn more about uh cooking and always like be more creative, right? Or even or even just the the healthy thinking, the healthy thought habits of soma right mm-hmm. like all yeah. those other students are like oh i lost i'm a failure I, I don't deserve to live and he's like actually like yeah every time i fail i learn a lot and then i come mm-hmm. back better and stronger it's like oh yeah all those other students could do that that's just a change of of uh, yeah. way of bringing your th- way of thinking and the concept that that soma 
he he draws his his sort of like I don't know what it's called, but like the bar that he puts himself into, like the mm -hmm. amount of effort he puts himself like at a very high bar, so that his initial like effort has to be very strong, right? Yeah. He's not the sort of person that's like I'm gonna start going, I'm gonna fight the top ten by first fighting the the number 10 and then the number nine and keep going that way he's the sort of person who's like oh the number five the number five wants to fight me then that's the one i'm gonna fight right <laughs> he he yeah, doesn't yeah. put he doesn't have that psychological limit of like i'm gonna draw a short bar so i'm not disappointed in myself afterwards he's already mm -hmm. so eager that he's not he's comfortable setting a high threshold even if he knows he'll probably fail right yeah Because it's only by putting yourself in a high threshold that you can really challenge yourself. I mean, that's kind of a theme, yeah. like a general theme in, in a, mm -hmm. a lot of shonen. I don't know if all of them, right? Yeah. But it's like Naruto wants to be Hokage. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, Midoriya wants to be like All Might, mm -hmm. right? Um, he doesn't believe that he is, but he wants to be that, right? Yes. In a different way, right? Like he wants to be inspire people. Uh, he doesn't necessarily want to be that strong, but like Goku wants to be the strongest fighter in the world. And so every time a challenge comes up, when they visualize it as like, there's no way that I can be that thing that I want to be unless I'm able to to deal with the things that come at me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I really wanted to talk about Shonen <laughs> and how you changed my views. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's a, that's a great example of something that came out of this. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, man, yeah. Was there any other show that you watched that you weren't planning on watching? Hmm. That you did. Hmm. So I'll I'll answer I'll answer my my own question with I saw the first episode of a bunch of things. <laughs> <laughs> I just started going through. I ended up I ended up going through like Crunchyroll and Funimation. I I subscribed to High Dive. Uh, watch stuff on Amazon Prime and Netflix, and sometimes I would just watch the first episode of something, mm -hmm. just for the just just as research. I was like just looking through, and then some shows like Food Wars. I was like, oh no, I need to watch the next episode. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. Cells at Work. I, I really I really enjoyed. Um. Doctor Stone. I watched a few more episodes. I was like, oh no, I want to know what happens. Thanks. This is this is great. Um. But others like I just I just watched one and just kept looking for for something else. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think there's, there's quite a lot. Like, I, I think it's the same for me. And I think that was part of the, the nature of, of this podcast that we would watch things because we set a certain goal, right. And we had to be informed for that goal. So yeah. like, for example, I wouldn't have watched psychopaths mm. if we, if I didn't just like start thinking about like science fiction and what mm, science yeah. fiction anime are there, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Bofuri was something I would probably not watch because I'm not a fan of Isekai. Yeah, yeah. But I watched it and we actually had a very good conversation about Bofuri, even though we weren't expecting to have that such, so much conversation about that anime. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's a good point. So I think there's there's quite a lot of anime and I really can't think of it right now but I there's a lot of anime that I watched or rewatched like Exile Saga I rewatched it because of 
that <laughs> first that, episode, that second episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one thing that I've that I've done that I had not done in years was buy anime. Mm. So there was. It's so. I mean, just like the world is different now, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh no, I'll just wait till it goes on Netflix or I'll wait till it's on Hulu, right? Like type of thing. Um, but there was some anime that I wanted to watch that I just couldn't watch. And I, I, I've i bought, I spent a couple hundred bucks on, <laughs> on anime since, um, since we've started the show. And I spent even more money on Gundam model kits mm-hmm. in... Because it was it was kind of like me going deep into into anime, like deep deep, right? Um, and so like I really wanted to watch certain shows, I really wanted to watch certain things, and so I something that I was completely resistant to for a very long time, I I finally opened up to to doing that, and it was so weird to to do that, <laughs> to buy a, a Blu-ray because I haven't bought a Blu-ray of anything or a DVD of anything in so long (laughs) so long but uh part of it was like the research part that i wanted to do part of it was just like the excitement of getting back into anime and even though again it's different now there was something about like buying a a, a dvd or a blu-ray that felt very nostalgic (laughs) um that was something that i didn't expect to happen one thing that i i really appreciated was i reconnected with sort of like my academic roots because Explain. when I was in college, college is to me like my favorite period of life in terms of like feeling like a scholar, feeling academic, loving being in school. And it's because I had the freedom to explore themes, right? I had the freedom to take a a literature class, a psychology class, a philosophy class, along with my natural sciences, right? And that's something I really loved about college. When I was in medical school, everything, every single effort had to go into learning medicine, right? And I lost that amount of diversity in my learning. And to a certain degree, that was a bit unmotivating because I loved just being diverse, right? Of having the option of learning things from different fields, right? And I, as I was doing this podcast, it's not just the anime that I was exposed to, but also sometimes before we had that biological urge discussion, I looked for papers on biological urges, on choice, on volition. For when I w- when we would talk about pain, I would look up information about pain and, and philosophical concept of pain, as well as, you know, when we were talking about science fiction, we had that discussion about what is considered science fiction and what isn't, right? Hmm. And I've had so much, when, when we had that discussion about deafness, right? And you, all of your experiences within the deaf community and yeah. the sign language community, uh, after, right after we had that conversation, I, I did a lot of research. It, mm-hmm. it sort of opened my mind as to how, how blind I was to certain concepts and how I did not really understand the community and how there's a lot to learn, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, that's also part of what I really appreciate about this conversation. I don't think I would have suggested 
deafness and language as a theme if this this if this podcast was not about anime yeah. right but i suggested it because i saw an anime that awakened in me an interest right about talking about a theme if so i'm curious do you do that um on your steven universe podcast at all yes Mm-hmm. I think sometimes when I watch a certain episode and I'm doing my notes for that for that episode I think you know this would be an interesting theme to talk about right and then I bring it up and then I research it but the thing is I don't think I would have those discussions if I were not talking about media right? yeah no I mean I was going to say like welcome to my world mm-hmm. um to me it is basically Almost, I would say, eighty percent of what I watch or consume, I do it to connect with other people, mm-hmm. and I take it so seriously <laughs> that it ends up becoming—you uh, call it a scholarly activity. I will say that too, <laughs> mm. right? Where it's like I'm not just. I'm not just watching something because someone recommended it. I'm 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 putting I'm putting a thought into it and I'm taking time to reflect. Mm-hmm. And hopefully the payoff for me, it doesn't always happen, but the payoff is that discussion that I can have then later with the person. And I guess I'm just describing a nerd, right? <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, no, I wanna go back and I wanna I wanna have a rich conversation where it wasn't just about the experience, but it's like information around it. Yeah. And that's and I do that all the time because I I love it. Like I that's how I connect with my parents. That's how I there are some friends who whom that's the best way that I connect with. If I if they recommend something, it moves to the top of my pile because I want to be able to connect with them over that thing. And and for me, it is more like because I because I feel and I think about the things that I watch or listen to does like i i can relate to that feeling of like ooh, i want to know more about that is that true <laughs> is that, how does that work or that's interesting and and if it were just like literally the only thing i've watched because i want to watch lately is basically naruto mm-hmm. which means that if i didn't have this show with you a babylon 5 show with someone else the gt radio show friends from work recommending movies like things like if i didn't have recommendations from other people i wouldn't be exposed to all of these other ideas and I love that. That's like, it, it is my favorite thing to do. Yeah. Whew. Is there anything yeah. else you feel like you've gained from, from this experience? Well, one thing I was reflecting on is how much the world has changed since we started recording. Mm-hmm. So we recorded the first episodes in my apartment, in person, together, yeah. in San Juan, Puerto Rico. <laughs> And halfway through, I moved away and moved to Chicago. And then... Right on the day you moved. The what? Right right there when you moved, the Fire Nation attacked. Basically. (laughs) Right? The pandemic started uh, was like... I mean, even even I left on a Thursday. Mm -hmm. And that Friday, I went to a convention and I was debating going or not because we already knew about the 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 risks mm-hmm. um we knew about uh covid nineteen so it was on my mind, but then yeah, but after that, like everything shut down, and 
yeah, I mean, the world is just a very different place <laughs> uh, than it was when we started recording. I was also reflecting on uh, on the very first episode, you mentioned a video from Get In The Robot. Mm -hmm. And I ended up watching I almost every single video. I watched every single video on the channel except the ones where they were like um, imagining. Uh, <laughs> mm. do, do you know what I mean? Like they have some episodes where it's like, yeah. what if... Um, this isn't a real video, but like if like Naruto and Goku went to the same school or something like that, yeah. you know, like those I haven't watched, um, but everything else, like the explainer episodes, I watched them all mm. and I really, really like them. And they helped me prepare for some of these discussions. They helped me appreciate some other things. They helped me learn a lot about anime. And we went from like the first episode, we discovered them to like, because of the pandemic they had got shut down mm -hmm. right uh a, a few weeks ago and now they've they've like got a patreon and are coming back and they have a new youtube channel and are rebuilding and um i watched a lot of Crunchyroll videos too that were explainers i um i've learned yeah there's but but yeah but getting the robot is something is one thing that i was like oh man like <laughs> i needed them for the show <laughs> yeah and i i think Getting the robot is something I'm particularly grateful for because yeah. I think it allowed me to to talk about our our ethnic background and our just just being aware that our experience with anime is different because we come from a different cultural background, right? Yeah. And that it's okay to talk about that stuff as well, right? Yeah. Because I, when I saw that one episode I was mentioning back then, it was like, right, like my experience with anime is different because I, I'm Latino and because I grew up watching anime in Spanish and everything like that. Yeah. And it started talking, it, it started showing me this way in which we can view anime, not just as a product coming from Japan, but as a product that is global, right? And a product that yeah. influences everyone differently. And that got me very excited to start this podcast. I was listening to a to Yedoye from Getting the Robot. Mm -hmm. He hosts a Crunchyroll podcast now called I think it's Anime in America. Yeah, and I don't like it very much because basically he's just reading an essay. Mm -hmm. But I do like I don't like that he's reading an essay. Let's put it that way. But I do like what he's reading <laughs> mm -hmm. right um in, in that sense so I, I i'd rather hear him talk than like reading an essay but mm -hmm. um but it's very interesting and one thing that he said in a, like the second episode i think he was talking about uh like how japanese artists some japanese artists he didn't say all right but like and this wasn't something he said it was like a quote from someone else the japanese artists like it when they like, prefer for viewers to view the the show in their native language the native language of the viewer so that it so that the subtitles don't distract from the art that they created mm. and uh i was like i felt very validated <laughs> right? because that's something that I, I think i may have even said at the beginning of the show or at least i've i've said it in conversations he always says that he also said the thing about like how do you know that the japanese dub is like the, the japanese voice acting is better than the english one if you don't yeah. know japanese mm -hmm. um but 
one thing that I, I loved about uh, Getting the Robot is that it had like six different viewpoints. And you had people who were like, I love this show because of this. And it's like, I hate this show because of that. <laughs> like mm-hmm. this, um, there was, there was, it, it felt like it was the closest thing uh, next to having these talks with you as to like having talks with friends, right? And, like shooting the shit and, and actually going deep into into some of these um, shows, but getting different perspectives. And there was always somebody that was like, oh, they like, they like it. They like it too. Or, oh, they don't like it too <laughs> for similar reasons. Um, it was something I really appreciated. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna miss them. I hope that they do come back. Yes, Beyond the Bot is what they're called now. Interesting. I I actually didn't know about Beyond the Bot. Oh yeah, so they has they started a Patreon, and they already have the new channel. Yes. So so the new YouTube channel is up, and so they they are they still haven't made anything in particular. They like they did release a video for Patreon supporters, mm-hmm. um, but they are definitely still figuring things out. But as far as I can tell, it's all of them. Like everybody that was on Beyond the Robot is 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 on Beyond the Bot. Awesome, That's cool. Yeah. So there's some good news. <laughs> yeah. Otakuriyoho is dead, but Beyond the Bot is alive. It's not dead. It's slumbering. <laughs> Like you an, killed us? like like an like an eldritch abomination. It's sleeping <laughs> at the depths of the oceans, just waiting to be awoken <laughs> and wreak havoc on the world. Okay, so you you say that, but uh, so is there is there? Have you thought about not not necessarily the show, but like the future anime? Is there stuff that you're looking forward to that you want to see that you want to finish, and that? Things that you might think about, you know, that in the future, when we come back, you might um, touch upon. Hmm. Hmm. We had conversations in the past about how interesting it would be to have a conversation on race in anime. Mm, I think yeah. that would be that would be an interesting concept to explore. Yeah, um, I've, I was nervous about it, but I feel better about it. Yeah, because I've seen because I've seen a lot of YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> that discusses kind of this topic, and uh, I have. Have different perspectives now. Yeah. Um, me too. I yeah. think there's there's too much anime that I want to watch right now. It's hard, man. And I'm trying to right now. I'm trying to balance anime with everything else. <laughs> Whereas before it was the other way around, right? But yeah. now I'm like I'm watching Food Wars for lunch, and then at dinner I'm watching uh, Naruto which I still haven't finished watching, even though I started reading the manga when it was coming out in the United States when oh. I was in high school. Oh. So I, I remember reading the first manga and then learning that there was going to be an anime about it like three years later. <laughs> and still I haven't seen the whole thing. It's been like yeah. a, like like an odyssey, just like watching the whole anime I've I've bounced on and off, and I'm really excited for the day in which I'll, I'll finally get to finish at least Naruto Shippuden. Yeah, like I don't need to watch Boruto, although I probably will. <laughs> but you know that was like the an, an end to a series, right? Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm watching Naruto now. I had watched the first like 20 episodes or so many years ago. Mm-hmm. And then I just started again recently. I don't know 
what i mean it's probably the show is a part of it mm-hmm. right it's like again it's like oh I'm, I'm watching anime and i i i always say like when i'm really bored or even depressed like mm-hmm. anime makes me feel <laughs> so i if i need to feel something i will go to anime yeah. i think i find a lot of things boring in comparison to anime mm-hmm. um so it's I, I love anime for multiple reasons but um naruto i'm like i reckon i can see why it's so special mm-hmm. like i can see um, why it's so loved? Why it's uh, why my TikToks are full of Naruto references? I get it. I get why it, it's so frigging relevant to teenagers. That first episode alone, like <laughs> I've watched that episode multiple times, and it's such a, it's just so heartbreaking. Like this kid is alone. Yeah. And he he's like, you know what? I'm gonna do something great one day so that people stop, um, so that people will appreciate me. That's basically it right like that is his driving motivation mm-hmm. that first episode builds this like father-son relationship right between him and an adult yeah. and it's just so touching it is just like yeah. he's acting out because he wants people to notice him that's yeah. that's it with that ending song that focuses on him with the in on the swing <laughs> i just can't <laughs> yeah i mean this show has made me cry multiple times and like I just started Shippuden and it's, it's that great thing of like, okay, we're going to skip ahead a few years. Things are going to change. All of these characters are going to change. Um, things have gotten really serious. Right? There's, there's, I don't know, but there's, I, again, I can, I'm really appreciating it. I think TikTok may be one of the reasons why mm-hmm. I watched it because I was, the more references I saw to Naruto, the more I felt like I was missing out. Yeah. And like the fear of missing out affects me, but it's like, it has to be really strong. Uh, for something that's like again as old as as Naruto for me to get into it, and I've been I've been enjoying it so much, and I would love to get to start watching the 150 episodes of Boruto I haven't watched. <laughs> yeah, it's um it's it's great. But one one that I'm thinking of starting to watch soon is Bleach. Ah oh, damn Bleach! Because they're going to continue the series next year. What? Yeah, so this was one of those situations where uh, Bleach just caught up to the manga and then they stopped, and so it's been many years. Like I don't, I don't know how many years. It's been a lot of years, and so Bleach is coming. Like Bleach is continuing in twenty twenty one. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, ooh, I want to, like, I want to be there when that starts again. <laughs> you know, I want to be a part of that. You know, I was intimidated by the amount of filler that that bleach has but now knowing that i can skip filler i might yeah. also watch it again because i remember i watched it when i was in high school okay. and then I, I fell off okay um so there's only 366 episodes of bleach <laughs> 366 366 episodes of bleach dude i watched naruto that's nothing I know. It says, in March 2020, it was announced that the manga's final story arc, Thousand Year Blood War, would receive an anime adaptation. And it's starting next year. Awesome. Yeah, so they're going to, like, finish. Right, so it's it, they're going to complete it, basically. Yeah. Right? It's Which which was never completed. And, and yeah, like, that's that's super exciting. Um, Yeah. I, I think another episode I would have liked to do for Attack of Ryoho is, and this is going to be very, it's a very difficult topic to apply to anime but it's a concept of cosmic horror right hmm. it's it's a concept that i really love but i've you know if i look if i go to reddit and i say i want to look for cosmic horror in anime 
I don't think that I'll find a lot. But then, mm-hmm. there's two examples that I think could start a discussion. And I okay. think Attack on Titan and Promise Neverland. I think mm. both of those animes are situated in worlds where the amount that you have to surpass to live the fear of something so much bigger than you is huge, right? Like I think both in Attack on Titan and and Promised Neverland, the world feels overwhelmingly hopeless, and and just like the world building. Is that what cosmic horror means? Cosmic horror refers to a a type of horror in which the smallness of a person is accentuated in the face of a cosmic or like big universal just like concept, right? And gotcha. it, so not literally like from space or aliens, just like exactly. it's just like, it's just so big. Mm-hmm. It's so big that it's unsurmountable. Right. Gotcha. Because, for example, some of Lovecraft's work, right, which is that's where it comes from, yeah. referred to beasts that were lying dormant and unearthed from the beginning of time. Right. Yeah. So Godzilla is a is an example of cosmic horror. Right. Okay. A beast, a beast that is so big that you can't fight with your like. You can't fight it with any. You can't fight you it. Have, oh, you just have yeah. to deal with the fact that world that the world is overwhelmingly hopeless, right? Yeah. And I think there's a lot of psychological themes that we can talk about about when sometimes we feel like there's a lot of things out of our control, but we still have to find meaning inside of that, right? Yeah, yeah. And I feel those two animes are a good way to to start a discussion on that. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I can. I think I can think of a few more. I think I can think. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. There's a. There's a lot there. Are there hmm. any themes you wanted to explore in in Otaku Ryoho? So, um, there there are, mm-hmm. um, just like off the top of my head right now, I think, uh, um, just violence and uh, <laughs> and. Um, like even just like martial arts and representation and and things like that. Interesting. Um, is one that that has been on my mind. Uh, there's I've I've had other ideas. I don't know. I think I think one of the great things about the format that you came up with, which was like we're just gonna come up with it on the spot, mm-hmm. right? Like hopefully the the conversation will inspire another show or another moment, an idea that we can then. Um, come to and uh, and and use as an example to to talk about something else or maybe you know episodes just yeah like that kind of thing I think is is your best contribution to the show I don't know if like I I copied that over to in a way I copied it for GT Radio I was mm-hmm. like I wanted to do something different and I was like oh yeah let's just take turns picking <laughs> let's just run with it right like I was I was always it was just always my idea and I was like oh that's like let's let's take turns I think I think that mm-hmm. that was really great because it adds a, a degree of unpredictability mm-hmm. to it um, and you'll end up talking about things you would have never talked about otherwise absolutely yeah mm-hmm. 100% um, like we don't veto each other right it's just like okay we're doing it <laughs> mm-hmm. and then I don't want to come in un- um, unprepared so mm-hmm. so 
we prepare and it's, it's, it's been, it's been really great, but I, I can't think of anything right now off the top of my head. I think we've discussed a few, like you mentioned race. Mm-hmm. Um, we did do, we did do a gender episode, which I feel like we could do another one. <laughs> we could do one on, on sexuality, which is different from gender. Yeah. Yeah. No, like absolutely. LGBT representation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is the, there is a fucked upness of, uh, like, in food wars in particular, and I mean many other shows, but like the objectification of mm-hmm. both male and female, like everybody, they're right? like the sexualization mm-hmm. of underage teenage like minors yeah. is is so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and I've read about it in the past, and like there, like I don't even remember what's real or what's not about what I've read about all of that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. I think I think there's I don't know there's something about uh yeah i don't know know. that's something that as a fandom every anime watcher has to reckon with or should reckon with i personally feel yeah i mean we talked about we 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 had an episode on fan service but we didn't go into like deliberately like children aspect of it yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) like we even talked about food wars but we didn't really talk about the fact that they're supposed to be like 14 or 15 right yeah and not only that but the concept that you sexualize children but you also sexualize childlike behavior right like you have these these girls that are almost childlike in the way they act and that's like a personality you'll often see in in a harem or something like that right yeah yeah where they're so cute like childlike it's it's a sexualization of the of childhood per se, not children. Uh, yeah, I mean that that does happen. I mean, mm-hmm. it, like in Food Wars, for example, the childlike characters are the least sexualized, mm-hmm. right? But they're like they're the same age as as like um, like I forgot what Meat Meat's name is, but like she's like falling out of her like like bikini mm-hmm. at all times. Yeah, right. And and then there's the the boss lady, I forgot her name. Um, the the girl that's like the granddaughter of the guy in charge. Erina. Erina, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Erina's got like, everything is too tight, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> everything is way too tight. And again, but they're all the same age, and, but they don't act like kids, right? They act more yeah. mature, but it's, yeah, like those are things. Yeah, that could be an uncomfortable episode. I'm just, it's just weird, like how... Mm-hmm. I think it goes back to the cultural stuff, right? Like some things, it's interesting to look at another culture through your own. Yeah. Which, like one thing, I mean, we talked about gender, but we we had once off the show talked about um, feminism, right? Yeah. Like, do we, do we, like, is it, is it really a culture that does, that it's not okay mm-hmm. for, like, we see it as not okay, but do like, is it culturally seen as okay in Japan? Mm-hmm. And like, I felt not prepared. I still don't feel prepared. I don't like. I've looked it up, and I'm like, I'm not sure. I need, I need to talk to like 15 different people from Japan, <laughs> different ages, to see what what they think. Um, I've seen a lot of videos where they go interview just like people of the streets, and yeah. there's a lot of women who don't even have the concept of feminism. Seriously. Yeah, we talked a little bit about mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I was like, I don't, I don't know what what. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, those are again. It, I think I think there's so much to look at from the cultural lens, like why certain things are are different and how we we see them 
through anime in particular. I was hoping to go to Japan uh, early next year, but I don't see that happening at all. Damn. I mean, you know, like one is the pandemic. Two is like, I don't have someone to go with now. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would have liked to, you know, to have gone. Yeah. There's, yeah, but there's, there's, there's so much again. And I'm, I'm, I hope I don't stop watching as much anime. Um, and if you do, while. you're going to have to force Otaku Real Hope back. Maybe, on. maybe, <laughs> maybe. I mean, I, I think like I go in waves, right? Like sometimes I'm just like, I'm only playing video games. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm only watching, I don't know, it's something, serious. right? Like, yeah. Yeah. And like right now it's like, it's, it's Naruto all day, every day. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, oh, it's time for my lunchtime. I'm going to have lunch while I'm watching Naruto and I'm going to bed watching Naruto. And it's, uh, I don't know, I'm enjoying it. I, I, I love it. I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot. And it is a little overwhelming how much anime there is now. Yeah. Also, I mean, we didn't have, we really haven't gone into a sub dub conversation. Yeah. But I think, I think, I think I could do it because even now, after watching so much stuff, I, I have, I think I have stronger feelings about mm-hmm. dub versus sub. I don't know. And like reading and listening to more people talk about it. Yes. It's so strange. Mm-hmm. But I, right now I haven't finished, I haven't watched beyond the second plate of Food Wars because like the third plate hasn't been dubbed yet. Mm-hmm. And I really like the voices in the, in the dub. So I'm, I am, it's, it's hard, but I'm waiting <laughs> for it. And and right now, I'm actually I'm, I've been I've been stressing out about the fact that in like 200 episodes or maybe like 150 more episodes of Shippuden, there's no dub available on streaming services. Ugh. Check this out, though. The dubs are made; they exist, but you have to buy them. I don't understand why Hulu only has like the first two seasons dubbed and then the rest subbed and the same for i think it's the same on it's either i think it's on where is it is it crunchyroll i think it's crunchyroll that has ship it in and only has it dubbed until a certain part interesting it's so weird so i'm hoping that maybe by the time i get there some of them but but they exist right they exist and the thought of having to the thought of debating of, of considering spending a couple hundred bucks, I think it's going to be to watch the rest of it in uh, dubbed versus just watching it subbed for free mm-hmm. is something I'm struggling with right now. I don't know what to do. I don't know what I want to do. Adapt, overcome. <laughs> you know how it is? I don't know. <laughs> you can't leave Naruto halfway like I did. It's a mistake. I don't know what to do. Anyway, those are some of the issues you can look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> the existential uh, uh, drama you can look forward to in a potential future uh, season of Otaku Ryoho. You have any parting words? Um, no. Just watch anime. <laughs> watch more anime. Thank you, everyone, for joining us in this journey. Recommend me anime. That's what I want. That's yes. my final word. Tell me, tell me what to watch. You're gonna, you're gonna be like Yukihira, telling everybody to challenge you, and yes. and show you anime that you've never seen. That's right. 
I want to thank everybody who's been listening. I want to thank you, Josue, for being here with me during this experience. It's been really great. And I really hope that a, a next season happens and that I'm able to do it. Maybe once I'm done with like the harder stuff of medical school, maybe it could happen, but we'll see. We'll see. So thank you all for listening. If you want to contact us, you can do so at Twitter or at Discord. You'll find links in the show notes. You can also write more long-form sort of answers at the forums at forums.geektherapy.com. Forum. Forum.geektherapy.com. And if you want to see any of our previous episodes or you want to follow us, just in case we make a new season of Otaku Ryoho, please do so at otaku.geektherapy.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you next time. Goodbye.